0: Good afternoon, welcome back. This is your host, The Messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. It is a pleasure to have you on board. I appreciate the support and the love across the world, across this country. Uh, before I begin this podcast, I'd like to give a shout out to Joel Patrick in Indiana and uh, the twin boys. Uh, we're going to talk about white privilege. I'll call this podcast White Privilege 5.0, White Privilege Now, when we talk about white privilege, I'll say that will be a liberal ideology, a liberal concept. Now, that being said, do white people get treated differently in certain places? Yeah, you can make that argument if you want to, yes, but there's something called accountability and responsibility. We as adults, we as black people, we need to be accountable and responsible for our action. Now, when you look at the Democrat Party, like I said, the Democrat Party, we, we, I got to stay within context here. They are the most racist. I'm not saying the Republicans are not either, but they are the most. The KKK came out of the, 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 the Democrat Party. They used to call them the Dixiecrat. Go look at the track record. Now, when it comes to the 1940s and 1950s, Black people in this country was doing very well economically. That was during segregation. After the Civil Rights uh, Movement Act that was passed into law, white, black people fell into the lowest. okay, when it comes to economics. I say racism have to be have to do with economics. Now, when you look at the whole black family structure were dismantled. How it was dismantled? Plant parenthood. That's how plain parenthood. The feminist movement, those liberals uh, uh, laws, uh, the crack epidemic, those things factor into the black family structure being dismantled throughout this nation. You can argue if you want, those are the facts. I'll do my research. You can go look it up for yourself to get a better understanding and a better overstanding, what I'm saying. That being said, white privilege, you can make argument, does it exist, yes or no? Yeah, so, yeah you can make argument for it, but you as an adult, you have to be re- accountable. Uh, you have to be accountable for yourself and responsible for your your, your action. Now, when you see, you, I, I've I've gone to school with poor whites. Seventy-five. Like, what is the population? The U.S. population, right? The U.S. population is just all, over three hundred million people. Out of the three hundred million people, you have seventy-five percent white people are poor in these countries. Seventy-five percent so-called blacks only make 13% of the population and most of those white poor whites they live in Midwest and South uh, Southeast and North uh, Northeast so like I said you can't blame everything on white privilege if you go to school you didn't study how you expect to pass the class you will never pass the class if you don't study you can't blame that on the teacher. Yeah, the, the teacher may have some prejudice or the teacher may have some bias, but it comes down to you as a student to study for your exam. This is your, responsible. this is your responsibility. That's why you have to be accountable for yourself as an adult. You cannot go to school and blame it on the professor for failing you. And you never study. You never come to class. How do you expect to pass the class? You never show up. Are you going to blame that on white privilege? I beg to differ. You can't blame that on white privilege. You got to blame that on you. Now, we, we have become beggars. When you're begging people for something that you can do for yourself, no, you know, welfare is begging. Welfare, all those, things, all those government programs are begging. You become a beggar. The, the, the Democrat Party have, be, have become a plantation. They have turned black people to beggars. We need to stop begging for what we can work for ourselves. Whether it's school, the community, like I said before, a community is what you control and own. I repeat, if you didn't know the meaning of a community, is what you control and own. That's a community. Whether it's the hospital, the church, the fire station, the pharmacy, the gas station, the supermarket, all those things, you own those, those schools and those communities, you have to own them and control them. That's a community. And black people had that. They had that in this country. Yeah, Newsbreak. They had that. Go look it up. They had it in this country, throughout this nation. But after the Civil Rights Act, all this thing was dismantled throughout this nation. All those things went bye bye. Who was behind it, do I say? The liberals. Those white liberals, they were behind. They were pushing this narrative we have to integrate. And I say integration was bad for black people. I keep saying that to you guys over and over. Go check out my podcast. I spoke to, about that. Integration was really bad for black people. And I spoke to on this podcast. I spoke to uh, on the other podcast, the Negro Workup Call. Go listen to the Negro Workup Call. Civil Rights Act. Go listen to the podcast. I spoke about that. Wait, white privilege? Yeah, like okay. When you come to a job, when you go to a job interview. If you're not qualified and your resume is not up to par, resume, a lot of you guys cannot write a resume correctly. Your spelling is all awkward and you expect to get hired. Negro, you're not gonna get hired. You write like a five year old kid. You don't write with no complex, no, 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 you don't write with no intellect. How the person gonna hire you to represent their company? You, can't, you cannot put a sentence together. That's the that's the hypocrisy, which you guys with this white privilege nonsense. You go to a job interview, you're just like a bum, and you get there. When doing the interview, you're talking to Ebonics. Yo, my nigga, yo, my nigga, what's so up? What's good? How are you gonna get hired speaking this Ebonics? You gotta speak proper English. This whole thing speaking proper English, or you say like white white person. That is that's that's a false. That's a lie. Either you speak proper English or you don't speak proper English. That have nothing to do with your skin color. The person that try to be white, that's an oxymoron who make those statements. Oh, you sound like a white. Yo, John, you sound like white. You sound white, John. Why are you trying to sound white? No, nigga, I'm, I'm speaking proper English. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm speaking, I'm conversing to you in proper English. I'm not speaking Ebonics. White people are speaking Ebonics too. Y'all go on oh, your yeah, head on. That's Ebonics. You don't say, y'all go head on. Oh, those are my children. That's Ebonics. That's Southern Ebonics. So that being said, you cannot blame everything on white privilege. You have to be accountable. You have to be responsible for yourself as an adult. You have to. And when it comes to the so-called ghetto, I grew up with people that grew up in the ghetto. I went to school with them. And you can put two, it's called discipline. It's all about discipline. You can't have two, child that came from single parent home and I, I can see I can show you one child that's disciplined and another child that's not disciplined. And I can show you one of them will be successful and the other will not be successful. Yes, you can talk about the crack epidemic, yes, that that is true. But the plain parenthood Margaret Singer, her dumbass, she destroyed the black community to abortion. You should you should not be out there calling no peace, no justice. You should be out there dismantling the, the, those um Planned Parenthood clinic throughout your neighborhood. You should be out, you should be burning those things down. You should burn all the Planned Parenthood cl- uh, um, health clinic around your neighborhood. All right, what's the uh, stat on um the death rate, the abortion rate? It's about six hundred and fifty thousand per year. This is six hundred and fifty thousand kids that can be mil- that can be world leaders. They're dead right now. They—they are killing our babies, and I'm against abortion. I'm—I'm I'm pro-life. So that being said, you cannot blame everything on white privilege. Yes, white people do get treated differently in certain place in certain places, okay. But that at the same time is like right now. You go out there, you walk into a establishment, you talk rudely to the receptionist do you expect the receptionist to be nice to you no i beg to differ she's not going to be nice he or she's not going to be nice to you you go to a restaurant you order your food but you was very rude to the uh, uh to the uh to the uh, to the raider you was very rude to the raider and you expect to be treated properly it's not gonna happen trust me it's not gonna happen so don't we need to stop blaming stuff on white privilege This. Like I said, the Democrat party have turned us to beggars. They give us all this liberal, socialist um, laws, uh, those policies like welfare and how, all that stuff. All this thing destroy the black community as a whole. It destroy the black community. It destroy the black family. Like I said, three there are four factors that destroy the black community. Number one is abortion. Number two is the feminist movement, the crack epidemic, Okay, the crack epidemic, then you can say high incarceration, because during that time, a lot of black men were shipped to, you know, Wackers Island and throughout this country into prison for uh, for um, weed. So an ounce of weed. They was getting 20 to life or 20 to uh, 10 to 20 to life. So, like I said, those are those are racist and biased laws that also destroy the black community. That's why I'm not so sold on Joe Biden. I'm not sold on Joe Biden. It doesn't say you have to choose I'll probably vote for Trump if I I was going to vote. But I'm not going to vote for neither one. But I'm just saying, if you compare Trump in the four years frame and you compare Joe Biden, who's been there, Grandpa, Grandpa Joe, who's been there since 1973, that's over 46 years. Negro, what have you done for me lately? Nada. Zilts. Not a damn thing. You have not done anything for black people, collectively speaking. Not individual speaking. We got to say we're in context here. Collectively speaking. Joe have not done a damn thing for black people in this country. He's from Boston, Massachusetts. Go look at his district. Go check out Joe's district and come back, talk to me. Okay? Unemployment is high in his district. Crime is high in his district. Go talk back to me. Come and talk back to me. Stop with this joe and then he's so arrogant if you don't vote for me you're not black i'm like nigga. i'm not black anyway i'm a copper color aborigines american i'm not black so on that premise you're way off and first you have the audacity to make that statement on live tv i will never vote for joe never ever never ever vote for joe stop blaming stuff on white privilege we as a community as individuals woman child, woman men and child, we have to be responsible for our people. We have to be responsible for ourselves. Okay? You cannot blame the Republican party for your failures. You cannot blame your parents for your failures. You cannot blame your community for your failures. You cannot blame your teachers, your professor for your failures. Or your past relationship for your failures. We all have bad relationship. We all have bad parents. Some of us have good parents. Some of us have bad parents. Some of us have good professors or bad professors or, re- or prejudiced professors who have biases against us. But just like thus, you got to rise up. Just like thus, you must rise up to the occasion. You can't dwell on the past. You cannot dwell on the past. You got to move forward. Yes, there's some biases. There's some prejudice with our employers. There's some prejudice among other races and ethnicities, that's a given. But you cannot blame everything on white privilege, okay? You have a lot... What are you say about those poor whites in the South, in the Midwest, who work hard for their money on a daily basis, who work hard? Those are hardworking people. Some of them, most of them are on welfare. But like I said, you cannot say, oh, what are you say about those, kind of, those white folks, those so-called whites? Those Caucasian in, so- in the South, the Deep South, Kentucky, Louisiana, you know, Memphis, Tennessee, Mississippi, what you say about those, Those Alabama, what you say about those Those um, uh, white folks? They work hard for their money. Now, when it comes to the Confederacy, like I said, the Confederacy, I understand the sentiment about the statue, but this is part of our history. This is part of U.S. history. You can't get rid of that. It's part of our history. The Confederate, the Confederate. to be honest, they was winning the war. If you fight all the way to um, Petersburg, that's in Pennsylvania, that's in the Northeast. They were winning. If the Negro Americans did not join the Union force, I guarantee you the Confederacy would succeed. They would have been succeeded. They would have won the war. They would have won the Civil War. Go look at the stats. Don't listen to me. I'm just a messenger. And I'm just giving my perspective on this white privilege shenanigan. So, that being said, you have a lot of poor whites here in America. I say 75% of them are poor. 75% of white America is poor. 75%. So, is that white privilege? I beg to differ. It's not white privilege, it's just circumstances, right? So we know racism has nothing to do with your skin color. It has nothing to do with your feeling. It all has to do with economics. They call it group economic, precisely speaking. Group economics. It has nothing to do with your color or where you're from, where you grew up. That being said, when it comes to us as black people in this country, so-called blacks, we have to be accountable for ourselves. For, our, for ourselves as an individual and for our community as a people. When it comes to police brutality, like I said, it is that some some cops do treat us differently in some cases. But if you go out there, you act like a buffoon, you don't follow instruction, you're yelling at the cops, you're cussing at the cops. Okay, you're throwing the, the birds at the cops. What what you think is going to happen to you? You will get your ass beat up. So I'm against police brutality but at the same time we as black people have to uh, police our neighborhood we have to police our neighborhood we have to police and then we have to do it. that's our responsibility that's our duty we have to police our own neighborhood. Don't wait for the government to give you a handout we have to do it we have enough expertise and we and resources to do that when it comes to school something for school something for a hospital and support. All those things are factor in. We have the expertise, and we have the know-how, and we have the resources to do so. Stop being beggars and stop blaming white privilege. Like I just told you earlier in this podcast, in the 1940s and the 50s, white black people in this country was outpacing white folks financially. They was outpacing. You know why? Because we had a strong family, and we had a strong community. So consequently, we were doing great economically speaking. We were doing wonderful. Even though we had some setback with segregation, but that segregation didn't stop us from succeeding. Segregation did not stop us from succeeding. We'll still rise like dust. Just like dust, we rise up. They didn't stop us from succeeding. So now in 2020, you joined the Black Lives Matter shenanigan which is a gay, LGBTQ gay movement. Now, you guys going to hit my guts when I say this. That's what it is. And George Soros is the financier for Black Lives Matter. Go figure. That's what, when you See, words are spirit. You go out there, no justice, no peace. Okay? When you sit chanting those things, no justice, no peace, it's going to manifest itself into your life. It's going to mas- manifest. I can't breathe. That's going to manifest into your life Because words are spirit They have a spirit They have a good connotation And a bad connotation to you You cannot just use the words blindly Not knowing what the outcome is going to be No justice No you will never get justice You will never get peace Because you keep chaining the same shenanigans No justice no peace You're not going to get peace You're not going to get justice Stop saying those things Stop saying I can breathe like I said, the, 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 the media, the liberal media, like CNN and all those outlets, ABC, NBC, even Fox, you can say Fox is the leftist, but I'm saying, though, they use those platforms to push this false narrative, this so-called white privilege. You have to be rep- uh, accountable for yourself. You have to be responsible for yourself as an individual, as a parent, as a community. We have to be responsible. We have to be accountable for our stuff. We cannot plant fingers on white folks to come to save you. They're not Superman. They're not going to come. The government is not Superman. They're not going to come to save you. They're not Christ. They're not Yahweh. They're not going to come to your rescue. And the more you beg the government, you become like a little child begging for crumbs, for cookies and ice cream. Stop begging the government to come save you. We have to be responsible. We have to be accountable for our action. Yes, there's some prejudice, there's some biases with the law. Yes, we know that the law have some biases and some prejudice. We know that. That's why you gotta be extra careful when you're out there, how you maneuver around. You go to school, you fail. You cannot put that blame on the teacher or your parents. You have to put that blame on yourself as an adult. But I understand that it's good to have two parents in the role and in, in, in the household It's better for the child. Spiritually, mentally is better for the child. But that being said, you, by the end of the day, you must take accountable accountability for yourself and you must be responsible for yourself and your action. You cannot blame that on white privilege. Like I stated it before, a lot of white, you, percent of white people in this country are poor. That's a fact, they're living below average income. This is 75%. And most of them reside in the Midwest in the Southeast, in the Southwest. So what do you say about that? And most of those people are on welfare. Is that white privilege? I beg to differ, okay? So you have to know the, your numbers, you have to know the history of this country for you to understand what's going on now. The, the Black Lives Matter is a false. It's a fake movement. They're using that to push their LGBT agenda. I don't support the gay community, I don't. I don't support gay marriage. Now when it comes to housing, to job, healthcare, of course, you gotta give the people what they want. But when it comes to marriage, I don't support two women getting married or two men getting married. I don't support no gay marriage. I will never support it, never ever, never ever support it. Now you can hate me all you want, this is just my perspective. It's not natural for two women to be together because they cannot produce any children. Or for two men to be together, it's not, it's not natural. Or for a man to, tra- to ch- change himself to a woman. Because like I say, your soul does not change. You can alter your body, but your soul, your soul which is your mind, your spirit, it does, and your emotion. those things doesn't change if you alter your body physically. It does not change. It still remains, if you have a soul of a woman, and you change yourself to look like a dyke, you're still a woman by the end of the day. Vice versa, if you're a man, you change your body, you got breast, you got fake breasts, fake asses to look like a woman, you're still a man because your soul does not change. Your spirit doesn't change. You can alter everything in your body, but you, you cannot alter your spirit or your soul. You cannot alter that, my friend. You can't. So you cannot blame everything on white privilege. You know, this is 2020. We have to be responsible. We have to be accountable for our action. We cannot blame everything on white privilege. And I, the, the Democrats have used that same template for almost 60 years now. They have been using this thing. I said, like I said, the Democrat party used to call the Dick-Secret Party, party, which was, which was one of the racist party ever. A lot of them were KKK members. Go look, go, look, go look it up, don't take my word for it. I want you to show a proof. Go look it up for yourself to get a better understanding, overstanding what I'm saying. Most of those uh, Dixiecrats, Senators and Lobby, all of those members were KKK members, okay? So now they, they transition to the new Democrat party in the 60s and the 70s. But like I said, the foundation is there there's a racist foundation like I said it's 2020 I know we are in the time of the election year is this is an election year November is approaching in five three four months now so that being said you gotta be alert you have to know what's going on when it comes to the wall like Joe Patrick said it's like a lock on your door Are oh, you're not gonna put a lock on your house you gonna let anybody come to your house of course before I was like, you know, let me think about this. The wall, yeah, a lot of drug trafficking coming into this country, they come to the border. So we have to do something about that. It's the same principle. You're not gonna put a lock on your house? You want to let anybody walk into your house anytime? No, that's the same principle. You gotta protect your property. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump, but I gotta call a spade a spade. He has done more for black people collectively than Joe Biden ever done. And I didn't vote for Trump, I didn't vote for him. But let's look at the policies. Let's go check out the policies and come back, talk to me. Trump have done more for black people than Joe Biden, than Obama, your boy Obama. I call it the Obama illusion. Obama didn't give you nothing but gay rights, gay marriage he give you um immigration oh you he, trying to give us health care that's a tax on the tax you, you, that's a that's a federal tax on your tax dollars okay go look at go read that the 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 the, the obamacare come back and talk to me okay so that's a lot of uh, doctors they don't want it they don't want to carry this policy they don't want to be part of that because they're losing money they're losing millions of dollars every month on this obamacare so that being said you have to know the facts you have to do your due diligence to look up stuff for yourself as an adult. As a child, your parents it's your parents' duty to teach you about those things. Don't get so emotional. We are so emotional, we don't think. When you're so emotional, you don't have the time to think critically because you act on your emotion. That's why you have to be very leery about how you have to be able to control your emotion. You have to think before you act. I know you heard that before. Think before you act. Don't go about... That's why I don't watch the media. I don't watch TV a lot of time because those are the reasons. Because they create this false narrative. Like, every cop out there killing black people. By the same time, you have black people out there that's committing crimes. And you live with them. They're in your family. They're in your neighborhood. You know them. You know who they are. They are you have child molesters. You have drug dealers in in your neighborhood. They all live in your neighborhood. Or oh, don't be a snitch. Let me tell you what a snitch is. A snitch is... Is a person that go rob a bank with you, and they get caught, and they put, they call your name and into the conversation. That's a snitch. But if I look at my window and you robbing my neighbor, and I call the cop, I'm not a snitch. I'm not a snitch for doing that. If I see you raping a woman in the street and I call the cops on you, that's not being a shit, a snitch. And that's the mindset that we created in the black community. It is detrimental to our survival. It is detrimental to our health, our mental health. It is very detrimental to that. And your spiritual health, too. Because you cannot sit by and let those people commit crime on a daily basis. And you know, we report it to the cops. And they used to like to blame stuff on white privilege. Negro, please. Stop blaming stuff on white privilege. Take up accountability and responsibility for your life, for your children's life, and for your community as a whole. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you for ta- tuning into this podcast. This is John Rosenberg. Once again, shout out to uh, Joel Patrick in Indiana. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, which is um, Copper Underscore Colored Underscore American. This all lowercase letters. Uh, you can check me on Twitter, John Rosenberg. Uh, you can check me on Facebook, John Rosenberg. Support the podcast. We try to take this thing international. I don't care if you live in France and Mexico and Guatemala, Argentina, Africa, Nigeria, South Africa, West Africa. You live in Asia. I don't care where you live. Support the podcast. And we try to make this thing go global. Take care. Have a blessed weekend. Bye-bye.